What up, y'all? Welcome to episode three of Indie Analysis. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Fridline. And I am Alan J. Pandian. And today, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Bulls. Over there in the windy city of Chicago. The Chicago Bulls this year, um, I would say pretty mediocre, pretty mid, some might say. 46 and 36, sixth yeah. in the East. Not awesome, not great. They definitely want better, especially with this roster that they have. For the sure. roster, honestly, from the outside looking in, actually have a lot of talent. They have Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball at the one. And then you got Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, both, you know, averaging 25-plus points. And then Power 40, you got Patrick Williams, where personally I think is pretty underrated at the four position. And then uh, declining but still serviceable, Nikola Vucevic at the five. And then off the bench, you got players like Kobe White, Alex Caruso, Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., the dude that can jump out of the gym, but he can still <laughs> ball. And yeah. then you got Tristan Thompson. But one thing that people that people obviously know about this team is that they were plagued by injuries a lot this year. Very unfortunate because actually at the beginning of the year, they were like top three in the East for a long mm-hmm. time. And then Lonzo went down, Caruso went down, Levine was down for a little bit, Booch was out for a bit. So yeah. all that to say is they kind of went deep into like their third string. Like Kobe yeah. White got a whole lot of minutes. Ayo DeSuma got some minutes. They got mm-hmm. Troy Brown Jr. and then Tony Bradley both coming off the bench and honestly giving – more minutes than mm-hmm. they would expect. Yeah, for sure. Building off of that lineup, I kind of want to talk about their scheme fit. So their head coach is Billy Donovan, and traditionally, Billy. yeah, big old, good old Billy. <laughs> traditionally, he's run uh, like a defensive uh, centric system where he kind of takes advantage of the player's length. For example, let's just take the uh, the 2018-19 Thunder. Even though you might think of them as a team that got. Uh, sent off the court by Damian Lillard with that that half court game winner. That that was, that was crazy. That was crazy. But if you think about it, over the entire year, the Thunder had uh, a defensive rating of four, which is like, or sorry, a defensive rating of one hundred seven. One hundred seven. My bad. Which is four <laughs> that year. My my fault. My bad. A defensive rating of four. That's like no, they, the other team doesn't score any points. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, this team. Because they had players like Paul George, Jeremy Grant, Andre Roberson, Stephen Adams, Terrence Ferguson, and Ernest Noel, all these players are pretty defensive-minded apart from, like, maybe Paul George. But um, they're all athletic. They're all very versatile. They can all defend at a high level. And then you look at this Bulls team, and they have maybe, like, three or four defensive-minded players who who are decent but not, like, at, the, like, a Paul George or Jeremy Grant or Andre Roberson level. So it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like a mismatch in like how the lineup was created. You have players like uh, Nikola Vucevic and Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, who are all like very negative on the defensive end. So how do the Bulls look to fix this situation? I'm not sure because Donovan either he has to adjust his coaching style and look to be more offensively aggressive and more offensively focused. Or they might have to make some trades and look to get some more defensive assets to fit that system better. Yeah. But, yeah. And I, and it's no secret that the Chicago Bulls team is in like a win now mentality. 
you know, coming out, getting players like DeMar, signing Zach Lindy into a max, getting Lonzo Ball, even like Nicole Vucevic. They want to win, and they're like, want to win now. But they can't really do that until they get that defense nailed down. Mm-hmm. It's just like the way the league is now. There's a lot of these players that can, yeah, get you a bucket whenever they want, average 30 points a game. But they don't yeah. want to sit down and, you know, play defense on the other end. Like like you said, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. But they definitely need to maybe make some moves, maybe shop around for some mm-hmm. of these defensive-minded players that could guard guard well and be versatile defenders yeah. where they can really take the leap to be a successful team like they want 100%. to. Yeah. yeah. And one of the versatile defenders that I like that he's pretty popular is Alex Caruso. But mm-hmm. the problem this season is that Alex Caruso suffered some significant time uh, with injury. And so did Lonzo Grayson Ball. Allen. Also- Grayson Allen, yes. We talked about him last episode on the Bucks, but um, right. yeah, he is a he did make a dirty play and Caruso dirty. did get hurt. Unfortunate. And also we talked about Lonzo Ball, but Lonzo Ball is very injury prone, but he is also an elite defender. So with both those two missing time, players like Kobe White and Ayo DeSumo had to step up. And it comes to a point where, yeah, when Lonzo Ball and Caruso are missing significant time, it's not that big of a deal. But next year, like let's say Ball is – Ball and Caruso are kind of healthy for most of the season. What happens to those minutes from Kobe White and Ayo DeSumo? Do they just like do they have to somehow coexist at being a very similar players? Personally, I'm liking Ayo DeSumo as he's cheaper, he's a more efficient player as of now, and he's a better defender than Kobe White. Kobe White is not very mm-hmm. good on the defensive end. I don't know. That log jam at point guard is something they have to fix this offseason for sure. And and maybe they could even get creative, to be honest with you, put together a trade package. It's kind of like what we talked about with the Cavs. Um yeah. just when you have an excess of players at one position that could still play. Like it'd still be nice to have them on your team, but when you have too many of them, it'd be nice to maybe shop around see if you can mm-hmm. get someone, maybe someone that's more defensive minded. You never know. Yeah, see, it comes full sure. circle over here in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, of course. Come on. And Kobe yeah. White is a, is a great young player. He just has a lot of trade value. So that you can you can still get maybe like a potential all star not maybe maybe borderline all star player with Kobe White and maybe some yeah. other players but I don't know maybe move off of him maybe get get some more assets through that so but um, moving on we already talked about the durability a little bit about how all these players have missed significant time and I think that's like the biggest reason that the Bulls were not like the best that they could be this season and they could yeah. struggle in the playoffs. They obviously they lost all these players during the course of the season, which lowered them in the, the rankings, but they kind of lost their identity as a team without all these players. They kind of went to ISO ball with DeMar and they kind of looked to have Vucevic be a stretch four instead of, instead of dominant big, he can be inside. But mm-hmm. so they kind of lost their identity because of these injuries. So hopefully next year we'll see them, all gel together and play together a lot more and see how good they can actually be. And that's just kind of an intangible that comes with the game. It's just injuries, you know, missing time. Yeah. So let's, I guess we could just wait and see. There's not really much we, they can do, not much we can do, obviously. One of our final points is that Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, I'm not sure of the fit between the two of them. So Both phenomenal players. Yes, both are phenomenally offensively gifted players but 
both being such defensive liabilities and both also being such ball dominant players, I don't know how like a healthy Zach Levine and a healthy DeMar DeRozan can healthily coexist on the court at the same time. The thing is that at least Zach Levine can space the floor and he can hit catch and shoot threes and he can slash the rim and kick out. But, and DeMar DeRozan, he has a great mid range game and he can even play the point guard at times where he, because he's a good facilitator, but how do those play styles coexist? We didn't see a lot of it this season. I'm just not sure of the fit there and how the chemistry work there. Yeah. And it really comes down to the play style, in my opinion, because we've seen, we've seen it work. Think like, think the Cavs in the, in the 2010s with LeBron and Kyrie, Mm -hmm. both very ball dominant players, but it worked, it still worked. You know what I'm saying? But that's just because their play styles worked. Tyron Lue was able to invent a system that works. And that's why Billy Donovan comes back into question. Like, can he create a system that allows both Levine and DeRozan to be able to Mm -hmm. be successful together on the court, sharing the ball, not maybe both not being super ball dominant together. Getting some off ball movement for sure. Yes, for sure. And, and like, like I said earlier in the episode, if they do want to take that next step, if they want to be the uh, Giannis-led Bucks or even like a Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie, well, for now, KD and Kyrie, yeah, or even a Philadelphia 76ers team, um, they really got to f- do some soul searching mm-hmm. if they want to make a run of this title because the East is looking pretty strong right now, especially mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So they got they got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So – those are pretty much the notes we had on the lineups and what we thought of them. Looking at what their free agency and their offseason has been like, they mm-hmm. re-signed Zach Levine to a max contract, which is which makes sense. Zach Levine does, definitely deserve that as he is a phenomenal player. They re-signed Big Derek money. Jones Jr., the high flyer, re-signed Tony Bradley. And this actually could be helpful. They signed Andre Drummond, which – So, I so – I, Andre Drummond uh, – so we got we got in our notes right here. The Chicago Bulls actually averaged forty two point three rebounds per game as a team. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Well, it's not good. That's twenty eighth in the league. That's, so that is definitely definitely something three. that they have yeah. to get better at. 100%. And Andre Drummond has literally built his career on mm-hmm. being, being that could give you like a twenty rebound game any given game. Yeah, so on, sure. honestly, I think obviously he's declined significantly since his yes, Piston yes. days. We saw yeah. it as Cleveland fans, he did all right in Cleveland, not amazing, mm-hmm. but he'll still go out there and give you ten, like ten to twelve to thirteen rebounds, which is exactly what they need. So yeah. I think that's a pretty good pickup. Going out of the trades, the first trade, well, not really trade, but kind of like we're kind of like looking around we're shopping around kobe white shopping around yeah we're not looking we're not saying that okay we're we're not telling teams that we're looking to trade this guy we're just kind of saying like hey what if we gave you kobe white what would you give us so um first trade the bulls could get og ananobi uh and a first round pick for kobe white and patrick williams and i'm not liking this trade for chicago that much just because patrick williams is already an elite defender and he's a young he's much younger and, and more, more cheaper player than og on and ob yeah he's but, pro- he's proven to be um yeah a very nice pickup for the for the bulls right now for sure 
for sure. Yeah, and and on the on the trajectory he's going, he's looking to be more like an OG Ananobi type of player. So it's kind of like, would you rather have the cheaper younger player who can develop into maybe even better than OG Ananobi is now, or just OG Ananobi right now? So I think I don't super disagree with the OG Ananobi pickup. Like what mm-hmm. what I do disagree is maybe giving like they might be giving up too much. But yeah. OG on Ananobi, uh you and I talked off camera, is actually yeah. a player that would be that the Bulls kind of need. Someone yeah. who could spread the floor, knock down like a three and D type guy. Mm-hmm. Give you give you a bucket on the offensive end then going down, sitting down on the defensive end and mm-hmm. and putting up clamps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. So yeah, talking about OG Ananobi, I think the next deal that the Bulls should look to make is trading Nikola Vucevic. And though Vucevic is a gifted offensive big, his impact hasn't really been there, and his offensive game has kind of shifted to him just being a stretch. Kind of like Kevin Love in Cleveland, he's now become more of a stretch big than a real post-up option. So, yeah. uh, And he's also a big defensive liability. So obviously we could trade to get OG Ananobi again, but there wasn't really a trade that kind of matched or that made sense for the Bulls to give up because they'd be giving up way too much to just to get OG on and Obi. But the second trade I want to kind of talk about is the Bulls getting Ben Simmons. And I know we've been talking about getting Ben Simmons for like three different teams now. <laughs> ben Simmons but, is going everywhere. Yeah, but if you think about it, think about it. The, the Nets get Nikola Vucevic, who – is more reliable to play than Ben Simmons. We don't even know if Ben Simmons wants to play basketball anymore. So <laughs> he might, he might just leave. Like, he might, yeah, he I might just him. go play COD for the rest of his life. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> the Nets get Nikola Vucevic, who, who can score, he can stretch the floor for Katie and Kyrie if they are still there. Obviously, stretch the floor. He can be a post-up threat at times. So that would be a good pickup for them. They can also get some draft capital, which helps build towards the future. And the Bulls can get Ben Simmons. And going back to our, our point about defensive schemes, Ben Simmons perfectly fits the scheme. He can play – he can guard one through five. He's a gifted playmaker. So if Ball gets injured or if Caruso gets injured, he can play the one and he can facilitate or he can be mm-hmm. a low post guy. So he won't take too much away from Levine or DeRozan as he's not very ball dominant at all. But he can actually help them by setting them up for good shots and um, covering for them on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I – the only thing that pops in my brain is just the, the lack of spacing, but I think he makes up for that with his mm-hmm. defensive ability yeah. and yeah. his facil- his facilitating ability for, too, for mm-hmm. sure. He can, yeah. he's played the one, you know, his entire time over there in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like he can facilitate the offense, get Levine his shots, get Demar his shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And when he yeah. does decide to shoot, not take jump shots, but like, He's an he's an <laughs> underrated driver. He's an, he's he's like six yeah, he's, ten strong he's, and fast. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's like a, a a knockoff LeBron, I guess you could say. So he's a one inch taller Magic Johnson. Yeah, Pretty, uh, Magic was different, and he's though, better. So. Oh. And he's better. Not yeah, okay. <laughs> so this la- the, so this last trade is kind of a last resort, la- like a trade deadline option. Like it's like if everything's kind of blowing up and the Bulls are like not in the playoffs or they're yeah. in the play-in tournament kind of situation. Something this needs is to like, happen. This is like blow it up kind of, but also at the same time try to compete at the same time. So we're talking about trading Demar Derozan, and 
Yeah, it, kind of, it sounds crazy. DeMar just averaged nearly 30 points a game this season for the Bulls. He averaged like 27, and he was an MVP con- contention. Um, but I'll, let me give this stat. When DeRozan is off the court, the Bulls are have a defensive rating of 80, which is like in defensive rating, uh, you want to be lower. That means like your yeah. opponent has less efficiency. And when like Levine golf. is off the court, the defensive rating only goes down or kind of up, I guess, to 103 from 109. So with DeRozan off the court, the Bulls are a significantly better defensive team. And obviously this is a, an obscure stat, like defensive rating, like who cares about that? It's about offense, about scoring points. Yeah, I get that. But like, this is just one thing that kind of like messes everything up for the Bulls. They have no, well, they have a couple elite defenders and that's pretty much it. Their starting lineup has maybe one in Lonzo Ball and Patrick or two and Patrick Williams. Yeah. But Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, I just I, I just don't see that as a good fit right now. So yeah, you do you have any thoughts about that? Just like Levine, Levine and DeRozan? It it's hard to imagine the Bulls giving up one of those players like anytime soon. Yeah. But if they really realize that hey, we're not we're not doing good on the defensive end. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would say maybe consider it. I would say let it play out for another year. Maybe if if Demar plays like he did last year, and if they stay healthy, yeah, I think this team could take. I personally think this team could take that next leg yeah. up if they stay injured. If Levine and Demar find a way to share the ball. Yeah, if for sure. Patrick, if, if Patrick Williams is able to come into his own more, if it's see, this is it's all just hypothetical. It's a lot of what ifs. But mm-hmm. for now, I would yeah. say keep Demar and Levine for sure. And, yeah, yeah. I would I would agree. Yeah, like like we said, this is like a last resort option. Last resort. If they're like so, yeah. worst team in the league. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So so we just came up with a few trades. I think an interesting trade was was the Bulls would get John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Jalen Johnson, and the Hawks would get DeMar DeRozan. And DeMar DeRozan, though he's not a great defender, he I think he could complement Trey Young very well as he's a, another ball handler and can score the ball. Yeah. And then the Bulls could send him back to uh, Toronto and get try to get OG Adenobi uh, and Chris OG. Boucher or some, some sort of deal like that, get OG and Chris Boucher, some picks maybe. But, um, yeah, they could – and another trade at the trade deadline maybe would be Jeremy Grant, Nazir Little, and then the Blazers would get DeMar. DeMar. So this is all kind of just kind of throwing this out there. But the main idea is that we don't really – we I just don't see a fit with Levine and DeRozan. And if they're not successful, something might need to change there. Hmm. Good place to stop. We got one series that we don't have yet. Not yet, bro. We're not sponsored yet. Bro. Not, hey, not yet, bro. Not yet. All right. All right, so what do we want to say? So, so I'll just be like three, two, one. So that does about ju- yeah, that just yeah. about <laughs> that just about does it for this episode of Indian Analysis. This was a longer episode as the Bulls had a lot of had a lot to had a lot to improve in. Anything you want to say, right. Fred? And then I'll you count can... you. D- I'll count you down. All right, big guy. Three, two, one. So that just about does it for the Chicago Bulls. As you can see, it was a lot. It was a longer episode because the Bulls were kind of dysfunctional. 
they needed uh they needed some help from the two amateur podcasters right here so they should like uh, hire us at this point (laughs) for real dude like we've 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 described billy donovan needs us for real dude he's an offensive coach (laughs) but yeah all right what's up you got anything to say to the fans uh, I can shout out the Instagram if we need to. The Instagram, oh my goodness. Do you think it's still necessary? I feel like if they know. haven't found it now, they won't find it. For real. Like, if unless they got, unless the got some though. new listeners. Um, unless maybe, you know, DeMar DeRozan's listening right now. For real, hey, bro. DeMar, look at me right now. Look at my eyes. Go to Instagram. Go to <laughs> the little, it's like a little magnifying glass type thing. It should be on your bottom bar. Click that. That's called the search button. Go to the top and type the... Pick in mm, with, with an, an N, N, N yes. roll yes. podcast, all spaces, underscore. underscore. Don't forget the underscore. It's important. Mm. <laughs> it's a wrap.